Hi, Pastor Rob here from City East Church and Until Ministries. What you hold is true. Is it really truth? Will what you believe get you through on Judgment Day? Are you keeping to the pattern of sound teaching held out in Scripture? In this series, Truth, Judgment and Eternity, I intend to deliver messages that check the solidness of our Christian foundation so as to guard the good deposit that was entrusted to us as Christ's ambassadors on this earth. I'm just going to preach this sermon again. Um, I'm going to read it through. I'm on my own at the moment, so I uh, don't have a congregation to preach it to. I preached it on Sunday gone, and uh, just somehow I don't know what happened. We've lost it. it I pressed stop and or something, and uh, we lost the whole sermon. And it was a really powerful sermon that was preached that day. And so I feel that I should uh, read it through and preach it once more. The message is called, Is Death Life? All mankind face the same dilemma. Each and every day the same thing confronts us all, on a moment-by-moment basis. Under normal circumstances, no one can escape this. And as is with every other subject, all mankind have a different view and opinion of it. It can come when you least expect it, or it can come just as predicted. Some feel it coming, others have no idea and it takes them unaware. Some are ready to face it, others are petrified of it. Some long for it, others dread it. There are millions of ways to enter it. And under normal conditions, there is no coming back from it. There is no pill to stop its eventual happening and it will occur regardless of our mindset. I just want to ask you, do you know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about death. Death is that doorway that we all must pass through and of which we cannot escape. Death lies waiting for every man, yet most men live as if they will never die. When I ask myself, why am I a Christian? I have a simple answer. I one day will die, as every man will. And when that day comes, I want to know that I have a place waiting for me in that eternal paradise promised by Jesus Christ. As the saying goes, life is fleeting. We are born and within a few short years we are old and we face the inevitable. Woody Allen in relation to death, he said, I don't want to achieve immortality through my work. I want to achieve immortality through not dying. I don't know if any of you have seen what Woody looks like now, but I don't think he's going to achieve this desire. Men dream of immortality, but only God can give you immortality. The Bible offers men immortality through faith in Jesus Christ, yet men reject that offer and throw it back in his face. God has done everything he can to make salvation from death within the grasp of every man. Even though all men stare down the barrel of death, it still does not occur to them that they need to prepare for that time. To me, preparing for death has become my lifelong aspiration. Because I am preparing for death, I have found life at the same time. Most people will only save and prepare for an eventual retirement. And that retirement usually lasts 20 or 30 years at best. But these same people give zero time and zero concern to the preparation for the most inevitable thing 
that life has to offer, and that is death. Augustine said, They who are destined to die need not be careful to inquire what death they are to die, but into what place death will usher them. Most men are concerned for this life and how we will eventually leave it, but place no concern for the place into which they will be ushered once they depart from this body. Even though death is inevitable, men scoff at the concepts of heaven and concepts of hell. Even though Jesus Christ has made it abundantly clear that these places are very real realities. Men even scoff at the name of Jesus and refuse to read his words as written in the Bible. And without reading them, they just assume they are false and misleading. These same men will then consider their own imaginations and thoughts to be of more worth and more value than the Bible. They will trust in themselves and their own thoughts and neglect to find out the truth about eternal matters. I believe that the study and the pursuit of God is the greatest of all human endeavours and the most rewarding occupation that life has to offer. You know, I couldn't, I couldn't just accept man's testimony about what is in the scriptures. I had to read the scriptures for myself. Because many people, many people, will, what they know about the Bible is what they've seen in some atheistic documentary on TV. And they won't go that extra, extra mile and find out what the Bible actually says. And not just read a little bit of this and a little bit of that that helps them to uh, keep believing the way they think. But to read the whole thing. Get some uh, commentaries and get some deeper understanding of what it says. Because if the Bible is what it claims to be, we, we should know it. I don't know about you, but we should know what the Bible says. We should know what it says. And then if you know it and you've lived it and you've breathed it, and then it's, it proves to be false, then reject it. But men that reject the Bible without knowing a thing about it, just through hearsay, they deserve what they get. Because they've rejected the Son of God. They trampled him underfoot. Religions all around the world have differing beliefs. As I've quoted a number of times, Pastor Midi Debarge said, Men choose a religion, but a Christian is chosen by Jesus Christ. I did not choose to become Christian. Jesus chose me, and I would be a fool to reject what he has offered me. Men choose religions, and you get many weird and wonderful concepts and ideas of what occurs in the afterlife. All these ideas, however, were created in the minds of men who died and were buried, never to be seen again. Unlike Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for the sins of all mankind, and then on the third day was raised to life and seen by up to 500 of the disciples at once. Just to give you an idea of what men believe, I want to uh, run through a number of belief systems held by religions um, and anti-religious people today. All the major world religions hold the belief that how a person has conducted himself or herself while living on earth will greatly influence his or her soul's ultimate destiny after physical death. Most religions of the world depend on good works to enter some kind of paradise. Unfortunately, most of the people in these religions fear death for they believe deep down that they are not righteous enough to enter their heaven. And that is why in the Muslim faith you'll get people willing to commit jihad and, and kill people so that they would receive 
uh, salvation because I'd rather die according to their belief they will receive paradise because they do this for Allah rather than the Muslim that doesn't die in that manner and uh, has to face the judgment um, according to their good deeds. That's why you get Muslims willing to lay their life down. And not only that, they also get their vestral virgins. They're lusting after a heaven of sex. And in, in case of women, women go there to become sex slaves for men. And look, to me, that, that is a sick concept of heaven. That is not the heaven talked about in the Bible. It's a, a disgusting thought to think of heaven as a sex rump. Muslims believe that death will end the, end the time that you were given on this earth. After death, you will go back to the earth or dissolve till you are summoned again on the day of judgment. As long as you are alive, you continue to do good or bad deeds. All of this is recorded. Death ends your time to do any good deed. Then you are summoned and told about the good versus the bad deeds which you did when you were alive, based on which way the balance tilts, whether you have more rewards or, or sins, you are shown your place, heaven or hell. So you're, you're weighed according to your good deeds. Some Muslims, as we know, would rather die in jihad by committing suicide, murdering infidels and head straight for the porn heaven where a large orgy awaits them with 72 vestral virgins. Some Buddhists believe that all life is an illusion Therefore, death is an illusion also, and we all will just become one with nothingness. Other Buddhists look at death as a breaking apart of the material of which we are composed. However, Buddhism does not look at death as a continuation of the soul, but rather as an awakening. Hindus believe that human beings have souls. These souls are immortal and imperishable. Thus, a person's soul is in an everlasting cycle of life and death. They believe that you can only break this cycle when you achieve enlightenment. Baha'i believes that the soul is immortal after death. It will continue to progress until it attains God's presence. In essence, we can become as divine or more divine as the ascended masters like Moses, Jesus, Muhammad, and Buddha. Humanists believe there is only one life and that they should live it to the full. The soul resides in the brain and ceases to exist once brain death occurs. So they just have that, you know, party heart, live for the now, because tomorrow we die. The majority of atheists agree on what they think happens after death, and that is nothing. Your body decays, and that's it. The things that make up you cease to be. Atheists don't even believe in a soul or a spirit, therefore we cease to be. Atheists don't believe in a soul or spirit, therefore we cease to be. An agnostic awaits evidence for life after death, but until it occurs, they do not believe that life after death can be proven. Many people still hold to the view that if heaven exists and you are a good person, God will let you in. That's what the agnostic thinks. Well, if it does exist, which you can't prove, but if it does, I'm a good person, I deserve to go. They think that good works and a good life warrants eternal life. They've got no idea that there is no one righteous, not even one. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And the problem they have with this, even the, the Muslims have with Good deeds versus bad deeds, and Hindus are the same, and Buddhists are the same. The problem is, who decides what is good, and who decides what is bad? Religious and anti-religious views differ, but one thing is certain. Historically, only one belief was given to us by God from his Son. 
who overcame death and was viewed ascending into heaven. Only one belief system in the world today has an atonement for our sin in a person who was God in man. There is a famous wager created by a French philosopher and mathematician. His name was Blaise Pascal. And it became known as Pascal's wager. And this is what it is. We know for a fact that everybody is going to die. So there can only be two possible outcomes. If a creationist is wrong and the evolutionist or the, and the atheist is correct, they will both simply die and that is the end of their existence. The creationist will lose the hope of heaven and immortality, but there would be no punishment or consequences for rejecting Christ and leading an unjust lifestyle. On the other hand, if creationists are correct and the evolutionists and the atheists are wrong, then there are severe consequences. The Bible is crystal clear on the final destination for non-believers. All liars will have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. That was Revelation 21. Also in John 3 it says, He who does not believe in the Son of God is condemned already. Unless a man is born again, he will not enter the kingdom of God. So Pascal made this wager. If you live like God does exist and are wrong, you have nothing to lose. If you live like there is no God and are wrong, you have everything to lose. I'll say that again. If you live like God does exist and just say you're wrong, you didn't lose anything. But if you live as if there is no God and no Jesus, no salvation for men, and you're wrong, which is how atheists live, then you have everything to lose. Because if the Bible is correct, then you'll be condemned. This is the dilemma. Life has to have more meaning than just earning a few dollars, doing a good job, going to parties, eating, drinking and living well. If that is the extent of life, then what a miserable, foolish waste of life we are. There has got to be more. This cannot be it. This very inquiry caused me personally to search out the truth. And th through that search, I looked at many religions, philosophical thoughts and concepts and ideas about life. And I'm still today, even in this series, I'm looking at that every, every couple of weeks now. But it was not until I picked up the Bible and I decided that I would read the whole book and then make my own judgment on whether what is in it is true or not, that I discovered that all the propaganda that is pushed upon us on TV and in the movies, I've discovered it to be lies and very, very evil lies, false. To read the Bible and discover this was like meeting someone who someone else told you was an idiot, only discover that he was a great guy and the other person was really the idiot. That you meet this person, you think, hey, I like this person better than the other guy who bagged him. And that's what it's like to read the Bible, is to realise, hey, herein lies the truth. And these guys in these documentaries, I like this Bible better than what they're saying in those documentaries and those TV shows. And if you really want some evidence, there's plenty of guys around that can give you evidence. I believe that the greatest of all human follies is to live a life constantly hearing rumours about a blessed and holy book that claims to save you in death. And be so ignorant 
that they refuse ardently to pick it up and read right through it and find out for themselves. Yeah, sure, there's been people that pick up the Bible and they read it all, and then their hearts are still hard and they reject Jesus. But you know what? They will stand at judgment without any alibi. They will be just condemned, and they will be able to even say, yes, I deserve it. You know what? We all deserve condemnation. But because of Jesus, we have been saved by grace and grace alone. So don't fall into that category of humans that just fail to look deeper into these things than these matters. These are eternal matters and they're worth every drop of time that you put into them. Don't consider them boring. Actually, they're the most exciting and thrilling things that you can do. I have found the study of theology, the study of Christianity far supersedes anything that I've ever done in my life. There's more joy in doing that and, and seeking out the God who created you than there is in playing rock and roll music or um, going to the movies to watch uh, uh, the latest movie. The Bible tells us in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever shall believe in him shall not be condemned, but have or receive everlasting life. God will not allow anyone in the heaven who has sinned. You cannot get into heaven if you're a sinner. If you, if you have transgressed the law of God, you cannot come in. And the Bible clearly tells us that all men have sinned. Because of this, God had to send his only son to die on the cross for our sins so that if we believe on Jesus, his death atones for our sins. Then when we stand before God on that day of judgment after we die, Jesus will stand with us and say to God, Father, this man loved me while on earth. He humbled himself and accepted my death for his sins. And because of this, I have forgiven him of all his sins and he can enter into heaven and be with me. And you know what? God receives his testimony. This life is the probationary life and we are trying to live it now as if it is the only life. No, this is not the only life. This is a short life. This is a fleeting life. We are here one day, we are gone the next. You know, one day you're young, the next day you're old. One day you're healthy, the next day you're facing death. There's got to be more. We must make sure that we discover the truth before we depart because it was to walk in this truth that we were born to live on this planet. We were born to discover this. Most people will never discover this. As Jesus said, broad is the road that leads to destruction and many are upon it, but narrow is the road that leads to life and only a few will find it. So I encourage you today, make sure you have made peace with God and turn and live for him. He is the way, the truth and the life and the reason we were born. Don't enter into death without Jesus. Richard Wombrand tells a story of an atheist and what he said on his deathbed. He said, there is one thing that mars all the pleasures of my life. I'm afraid that the Bible is true. If I could only know for certainty that death is an eternal sleep, I should be happy. But here is what pierces my soul. If the Bible is true, I am lost forever. To be an atheist on your deathbed 
would have to be the most scary experience a man or woman could have. To die hoping that your existence just ends at death is one huge risk. To die knowing that your once strong confidence in self and the flesh is now gone and you're at the mercy of the actual truth of all existence and the truth of the afterlife would, would be horrific. To know you're at the mercy of truth, the truth. And we must know the truth is not a philosophy. It's not a way of thinking. It's not a concept. The truth is a person. To die knowing that you have rejected all offers of salvation in Christ by ministers and people of God and have slandered and made fun of these people, they would be extremely condemning thoughts when you're facing death. This is why we must not be ignorant and search out the truth while he may be found. We must must find Jesus before we die if we want to have any hope of living in, in, in his eternal kingdom. Everyone knows all around the world, they're not ignorant. If someone says, who's in heaven? Everyone will say, Jesus. So who lets you into heaven? They'll say, oh, St. Peter. No, it's Jesus. Jesus lets you into heaven. It's Jesus who died for your sins, not Peter. Not Mary, Jesus. Jesus was the one that died on the cross for the sins of men. Jesus was the one that was raised to life and witnessed by up to 500 disciples at once. And do you know, if you were to get a 15-minute testimony from 500 witnesses, it would start at 8 o'clock on Monday morning and travel all the way through 24 hours a day right up to Friday evening just to hear that many witnesses testify that they saw Jesus alive. And I guarantee you, after the 500th person testified, you would be saying, okay, he's alive. I believe you now. 500 testimonies, people saying the same thing. It was him. We know him. He had holes in his hand. He had holes in his feet. It was him, glorified. It was him, he, he didn't walk as if he'd been punished. He was completely healed. And he was carrying sins and he tell, told us what we should do. And then you know how there was many witnesses. The Bible doesn't say exactly how many there were that saw him ascend into heaven. He bypassed the laws of nature and flew before them into a cloud and was hidden from their eyes. And then there was two men who suddenly appeared who said, why are you looking into the sky? the same Jesus you saw go into heaven will one day return in that same way. We have a hope now that he will return, whether in our lifetimes or not, he will return. Now, if it's not in our lifetimes, we will go to be with him. That's what the Bible promises us. He will return. He will come back. And he'll come back the same way you see him leave, in the clouds of heaven with the angels of heaven behind him. So do not be deceived. Do not run after people who claim to be Christ. And are living on this planet because that's not how Christ is going to return. He has not returned yet. The whole world will see him return. They will know who he is. Everyone will know who he is. He will come and he will claim government. He'll, he'll uh, condemn those that have not lived for him and have done evil in the eyes of God. He is coming back to reign. Be on the right side of Jesus. Don't believe what people say about him anymore. Only believe what the word of God says about him. 
He is not some flimsy, weak pushover. He is God. The world has made, given us the wrong impression of who he is and what he is. He is God. He is God and he is coming back to reign. 